Welcome to Digital Stratosphere, the podcast that helps organizations throughout the world with their digital transformation journeys. Here, you will find independent and technology agnostic advice with no software vendor sales spin to help you make the best decisions for your organization. Whether you are in the process of selecting technology, in the midst of your transformation, or trying to get your initiative back on track, Digital Stratosphere provides expertise and best practices to help. If you're evaluating potential ERP systems in the marketplace, Microsoft D365 might be one that you consider. And there's a lot of things to like about Microsoft Dynamics 365. That's what I want to talk about here today. My name is Eric Kimberling. I'm the CEO of Third Stage Consulting. We're an independent consulting firm that helps clients throughout the world reach the third stage of their digital transformation journeys. And Microsoft Dynamics 365 is one of the most common, most popular ERP systems in the marketplace. We actually ranked it number one on our recent top 10 ranking of independent reviews of software vendors to consider in 2022 to 2023. But what I wanna do today is talk about the strengths of Microsoft E365, the things I like about the software, the things that make me and my team more likely to recommend the software to our clients. And I'm also gonna talk about the things that I don't like about Microsoft E365. So be sure to stick around to the end of this video where I'll cover some of those things as well. One thing I like about Microsoft Dynamics 365 is that you have a couple different options to consider as you deploy D365. There's two major solutions or sub-solutions within Dynamics 365. You have Business Central, which is focused more on small and mid-sized companies. It's more of an integrated solution for small and mid-market companies. And then you have D365 FNO or Finance and Operations, which is built for larger organizations. It's built for scale. It's meant to be more integrated across a more broad and diverse set of business processes and workflows. And so depending on where you are in the market, what your budget is, and what your needs are, you have two different options. So there's not just one size fits all within the D365 suite of products. And what this does for Microsoft is it allows Microsoft to appeal to not only Fortune 500 and Fortune 1000 companies with their F&O product, but it allows them to also appeal to small and mid-market companies that might not be able to afford or don't need the firepower of F&O. They can instead go down the path of Business Central. So if you're looking for options and you want to have a vendor that can provide solutions that you can grow into or at least give you options to consider in the short term and long term, Microsoft D365 can be a great option for that. Another thing I like about Microsoft D365 is the fact that it's a relatively flexible solution. When I say flexible, I mean that it's relatively easy to configure and customize when you compare that to other solutions in the marketplace. And the reason for that is because Microsoft E365 was developed on a .NET architecture and platform. So if you're not familiar with what .NET is, it's a programming language that technical types can use to customize the technology if need be. Now, if you don't want to customize, which a lot of organizations don't want to customize the software, Microsoft D365 also gives you a lot of options in terms of configuration. So the configurability of the software is a lot more robust than a lot of other competitors in the marketplace. And that's something that makes Microsoft appealing to a lot of organizations. Now, stay tuned to the end of the video when I talk about the things I don't like about Microsoft E365, because this point right here about flexibility is both a blessing and a curse when it comes to D365. And I'll come back to the dark side of that flexibility here later in this video. Another thing I like about Microsoft E365 is its ease of integration. Because of that .NET platform, which is an open platform, 
it's easier to integrate third-party systems and other bolt-ons to integrate with Microsoft D365. When you compare D365 to other systems like, say, an SAP S4 HANA, SAP has more of a proprietary architecture and a closed architecture that's harder to integrate with other third-party systems, whereas Microsoft is based on that more open.NET platform. So that is what makes that integration possible. And so being able to integrate with third-party systems is highly appealing, especially for organizations that know they're not going to find a single system to meet all of their needs. They might use D365 as their core financials and inventory management, master data management, et cetera, but they might need other third-party systems to address some of the edge aspects of their operations or some of the more industry-specific nuances of their operations. So if integration is something that's important to you, you may also find that Microsoft D365 is an appealing solution from that perspective. If you are trying to achieve digital transformation success, turn to Third Stage Consulting Group. Third Stage's independent and technology agnostic consulting team helps clients define their digital strategies, select the right software, and manage their implementations. With offices in the U.S., Europe, and Australia, our team helps the world's most forward-thinking organizations through their transformation pitfalls and risks. Whether you are embarking on an ERP, HCM, CRM, supply chain management, or any other digital transformation, contact Third Stage Consulting to see how we can help you reach the third stage of transformation success. Learn more about us and download independent reports, videos, and other best practices at thirdstage-consulting.com. Another thing I like about Microsoft D365 is that it has that Microsoft look and feel. In other words, when you log into the system and you're using it across the multiple screens you might access, it just looks and feels like a Microsoft product. It looks a lot like you're using Windows or SharePoint or any other Microsoft product. And so from a look and feel and ease of use perspective, and from a user adoption perspective, Microsoft D365 can be appealing in that regard. The other aspect that's appealing about D365 within this Microsoft look and feel is the fact that it integrates so easily with SharePoint and other Microsoft products. And that allows organizations to get more value out of their investment in D365, as well as their investment in other Microsoft products as well. So if you're a Microsoft shop, that's something to consider as you think about Microsoft Dynamics 365. Another thing I like about Microsoft Dynamics is the fact that it can be implemented faster and less expensively and with a lower risk than other ERP systems in the marketplace. We find that because it's a flexible system, because there's open integration, because it has that Microsoft look and feel, oftentimes organizations find they can deploy that software faster than if they were to deploy an SAP or an Oracle or some other product that isn't as intuitive or as flexible or is as integrated as Microsoft. Now, having said that, some organizations underestimate how much time and money it's going to take to deploy Microsoft D365. So if you're a small or mid-sized organization, you have to recognize that Microsoft's ERP systems are generally more complex than some of the smaller ERP systems in the marketplace, and they may take you a bit longer than you might expect. But for the larger organizations, the upper bid market, the larger Fortune 500, Fortune 1000, they often find that deploying Microsoft is easier than trying to deploy another tier one big ERP system like SAP or Oracle, for example. 
So if implementation timing cost and speed to value for your ERP software investments is important, you may also like Microsoft D365. Now I've talked about all the things I like about Microsoft Dynamics 365, but there's also a few things I don't like that's worth noting here. First of all, that flexibility that I mentioned earlier in this discussion is generally a positive thing, but there's a dark side or a double-edged sword to that as well. Some organizations find that it is so flexible that they end up going down rabbit holes of making changes to the software that they shouldn't actually make. So in other words, just because you can change the software doesn't mean you should. So that's one thing I don't like about Microsoft Dynamics 365. Another thing I don't like about D365 is that, like a lot of other ERP vendors in the marketplace, D365 is largely trying to be everything to everyone. They're trying to sell and develop their product for multiple industries, multiple company sizes, diverse needs, which is great because they get a bigger user base. But at the end of the day, no one ERP system, including D365, can be everything to everyone. However, given the fact that it has an ease of integration and flexibility, that can mitigate some of the risks of that thing that I don't like about D365. Another thing I don't like about D365 is the maturity of its cloud solution. So D365 is deployed one way, and that's through the cloud. Its legacy products with AX and Navision and some of the other Microsoft ERP systems from the past were deployed on-premise, and they've spent the last few years trying to rewrite those on-premise systems to deploy in the cloud with D365. Unfortunately, they're not there yet. They're not fully through that process, and it may be some time before they complete that migration of on-premise functionality to the cloud, and it may be a while before they get to some of those more advanced machine learning and AI-based types of capabilities that a lot of ERP vendors are racing towards. So the maturity of the D365 solution is something that can be a downfall of the product as well. And then the last thing that I don't like about Microsoft D365, which is actually a lot less to do about the product itself and more to do with the Microsoft ecosystem, is the fact that there are just too many implementation partners in the marketplace and they're not well monitored or managed by Microsoft. So it's a very laissez-faire approach to managing their ecosystem. Anyone with a garage and a computer pretty much can become a Microsoft VAR, an implementation partner, which means there's some really good ones in the marketplace and there's some that really just aren't good at all and they probably shouldn't be in the space. So with that inconsistency and broad fragmented space of implementation partners, that to me is a downside and a weakness of Microsoft D365. So for more information about D365 and implementation best practices of the product, I encourage you to check out our guide to a successful Microsoft D365 implementation. It's packed full of implementation best practices and lessons learned from our experience working with Microsoft D365 clients and helping them implement the product. And I also encourage you to check out our annual digital transformation report, which is a annual report that compares different systems in the marketplace and provides general digital transformation best practices. So if you're not sure if D365 is the right answer for you, I'd encourage you to check out that digital transformation report for more best practices and lessons and reviews of different systems in the marketplace. I've also included links to a number of other resources that I think will help you as well. So I hope you found this information useful and hope you have a great day. Learn more about us and download independent reports, videos, and other best practices at thirdstage-consulting.com.